0: Welcome back to Cooler Talk. Today is Thursday, January 19th. Great episode, great interview. We have Mark Feldman on from Bet Parks Casino in Philadelphia. Runs a lot of social media account, really involved working in sports, so we get into that. Also, he's a huge Eagles fan, so we get to break down the divisional round. All the games build up to the Eagles, and he's got a little experience in some broadcast journalism, so stick around for a little bonus call at the end from Mark. Uh great time with Mark. Want to thank him again for coming on. He's a great sport and he's uh hilarious. So um super excited for that. We review an awesome weekend of football for super wild card weekend. And I am debuting the "Fastest two minutes, which I wrote. And is a little shout out to uh inspired by of course Chris Berman Boomer and uh part of my take, I had a lot of fun write, writing these. So um setting setting into that so we'll see how we do and in the words of the late great heath ledger and here we
1: go we start super wild card weekend in california's northern district for a third rendition of carol v shanahan Debo Samuel Alito was causing undue hardship to the Seattle defense going for over 100 yards and a touchdown in his long way to return to the lineup. Then it was Kenneth Warrant III who evaded the defense's prosecution for a touchdown of his own. However, the second half got ugly quick and the 49ers were found guilty for dismemberment of Seattle beyond a reasonable doubt and San Francisco fans are hopeful that Brock Purdy will be serving for life. San Francisco wins 41-23. We head down to Duval, where the San Diego Superchargers take on the Jacksonville Jags. The Chargers defense and Derwin LeBron James come out firing with not one, not two, not three, but four first half interceptions. However, the game was far from over. In the second half, the Chargers couldn't keep up with the Joneses as Marvin and Zay both found the end zone. Late in the fourth quarter though, Joey Bosa begged to stop the count as he saw another lead slowly slip away. His protests were unsuccessful and his actions may have cost another one of his leaders to be removed from office in late January. Jags come all the way back to win it. 31-30, we head up to Buffalo where Miami takes on the Bills james fry cook was dancing in and out of holes and went wild style on a touchdown run to open the game giving the bills a 14 0 lead early but jason colonel sanders used his leg and thigh combo to deliver three piece after three piece to tie the game up at 17 at the half jersey mike mcdaniel proved not to have the best sub in town as Skylar thompson was 18 for 45 and struggled to connect with his favorite target waddle waddle jalen waddle and the Bills' secondary had it their way. Josh Allen sliced up the Dolphin defense late, leaving Buffalo hot and ready for a matchup with the Cincinnati Bengals. Bills win it 34-31. We head out to Minneapolis to see the Giants take on the Vikings, and it was the Giants who struck first as Saquame Brown made the Vikings' defense look like bona fide scrubs. The Giants tried to contain TJ Hawkinson, but he said, I'm here to tell you right now, we don't care. We don't care late in the game it was kirk cousins who looked like he was on crack and threw a two yard check down on fourth and eight the giants win 31 24 leaving vikings fans feeling hoodwinked bamboozled led astray run amok and flat out deceived after their 13 and four season we start we end sunday in cincinnati where the Bengals take on the ravens in an afc north battle Dry January was off to a horrible start as Zach Taylor channeled his inner frat boy with a game plan full of shotguns, taking shots, followed up by Jamar Chasers. The Ravens countered with a heavy dosage of Maker's Mark Andrews, who was turning threes into sevens. Then late, Joe Mixon in the water, tried to sober up the offense enough for one final drive, but the Ravens had last call and launched a Hail Mary into the end zone that slipped right through their hands and they are going home alone. Let this serve as a reminder to drive sober or get pulled over. Bengals advance, 24-17. We round out the weekend on Monday night in Tampa as the Tom Brady Bunch try to avoid having their season canceled. Dak Prescott gave Cowboy fans many opportunities to cheers as he passed for four touchdowns and was Ted dancing in the end zone for his fifth of the day on the ground. But, Brett, how I met your maher, struggled to find the one. Point, that is, missing four straight PATs, leaving overbetters up Shit's Creek without a paddle. Cowboys win it 31-14 and move on to face San Francisco this weekend. That's the fastest two minutes. Hope you enjoyed. Now kick it to me and Colin
0: to break down the games. NFL Super Wild Card Weekend wraps up six. It was kind of a it was a beautiful sandwich with some shit bread. The early game <laughs> and the late game, kind of horrendous. But those middle chunks, all great games. So uh we said earlier, said in the preview, Mark Feldman coming on later. So whole uh we'll break down all the games so we're not we're gonna try to do a little quicker recap because we talk on the back end really get into get into the game so first game 49ers Seahawks uh 49ers come out a little bit flat Brock Purdy doesn't look great in the first half uh Seahawks hang around and they kind of let the game slip away 49ers run away with it like we anticipate it uh no surprises here right does anything surprise you
2: No, uh, my biggest takeaway from the game is Shanahan and those yak monsters with Samuel Ayuk, Kittle and McCaffrey McCaffrey. are going to make this like this is literally the best pair of training wheels you could have for a quarterback in Purdy. And we get into it later, but I'm really interested to see next week that Cowboys defense, specifically Micah Parsons, who's a game wrecker. And Dan Quinn go up against Kyle Shanahan and his pawn, that is Brock Purdy. Because at this point, we saw Purdy got more or less exposed. It was just such good training wheels that it, it didn't matter.
0: Yeah. I think the this, this season has to be success for Seattle. They got a top five pick, they got their own pick, I think. And uh, they made the playoffs and they got some playoff experience for some of the younger guys on their team. Um, so good year, Seattle. Good job. But didn't really put up a fight. I want to know, Colin, if you're the 49ers, Brock Purdy. Is there like, like who's starting at quarterback next year for the 49ers? Is it a competition? Is it definitely gonna be one or the other? Because I mean Jimmy G went to a Super Bowl and they went and they drafted Trey Lance. Brock I Brock think Jimmy Purdy is
2: the same G, thing. Jimmy, Jimmy G, gone G is for his, sure. time, his time is over. So Brock. as far as Trey Lance, Brock Purdy, you gotta look at it like this. This would next year will be year three for Trey Lance, there's four years of cheap rookie Brock Purdy doesn't get that fifth year option, but he still has three years left on his contract. As long as he doesn't get absolutely exposed in this game, I think you have to stick with him because I think Trey Lance, you get two years of him. He's a high injury risk because running the ball is such a big portion. He's coming off a major injury. And I mean, I don't know, like Purdy isn't great. But it seems like the upgrade from Purdy isn't one and a half cheap years of Trey Lance. Like I think one of the reasons they went all in on him, like trading all those picks to go up and get him was like, hey, we're going to get this super dynamic young guy and we're going to have four years of him on the cheap, three of which he'll be a starter. And now it's you've already lost two of those years. He's coming back for injury on the third. I don't really know if it's worth it, but if Purdy gets exposed, I think you definitely go to a camp and have a competition.
0: I think it'll be a competition either way. I think Lance, if I was uh, if I had to bet, I would bet Trina Lance starts week one next year. They went up, they drafted him. Brock mm-hmm. Purdy, that's like, oh my gosh, it's working. Jimmy G was the same way.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Unless they win the Super Bowl this year. Exactly. They have to win. Because it'd be very difficult for them to win and, t- and replace him. But at the same vein, a little bit different because it wasn't as long. The Eagles won the Super Bowl with Nick Foles who looked fantastic. And then it's like, all right, you're the backup. We got you to be the backup. Thank you for doing your job on this team. But it is not your job, even though you did well.
2: I think the only difference there is it's amazing that this actually happened, like thinking back to where we are now, but Carson Wentz was the MVP before he got hurt that
0: No, that is true. And Trey
2: Lance played like half a game in a monsoon. So, I would
0: be shocked if he, but the thing is, you're talking about him being if you if he plays and he's not good, then you have Purdy, and if he plays and he and then but then he's still cheap, yeah, because no one's seen anything. And if he is good, then it's like, all right, well, you drafted him to pay him, so there you go. And I don't think they got Brock Purdy under contract, it's not like he's going to demand a trade. I don't know if people are going to be like banging down the door to try to get him on their team. I think Trey. Lance, it's a competition. Like, who knows what could happen? But if Trey Lance recovers and looks good, I bet you he starts. What would be interesting is if he doesn't start if he's still recovering, and then it's like if they're five and two, would they bring in Trey Lance once he's healthy because they picked him to do that? Or not because it's so unknown? But that is yeah, to be seen at a later date.
2: I'm rooting for them almost to lose in the NFC Championship or the Super Bowl, but like in a close game. So that it's kind of like, okay, well, Jimmy did this and you replaced him. Purdy is even more limited than Jimmy. So like I must
1: think
0: even if they win the Super Bowl, they it would still be a competition.
2: Yeah, I mean because so you any, win a Super Bowl you? as a rookie. No, has I think anybody. I, I think Brock Pur- I think if you put Zach fucking Wilson in that offense right now, he would be dominating as well.
0: Like I think the uh, infrastructure no, he takes, he makes too many, he takes too many risks, but
2: I know what you mean. That's okay. That maybe that's a bad example because the what, but weaves, yeah. I like mean, if a, like he was drafted, guy, like
0: if you took an if, average guy, yeah.
2: Yeah. So if you took Zach, so like Zach was drafted pick before Lance, if he went third and stayed in that Shanahan offense with all these weapons yeah, and that maybe. offensive line, I think it could, I think anyone can work under Kyle's guidance with these weapons. And you also have to remember, like, a lot of these teams you watch that have awesome weapons like the Bengals. their offensive line is paper mache they have the best left tackle in the league and like arguably a top five offensive line you know like the eagles are probably number one and then the lions are up there but like trent williams is and somehow they keep finding the draft capital to go get these guys like they're like the rams except for the rain like they don't get like that fuck them picks like all that like they trade for Trent Williams. They trade for McCaffrey. They went up and got Lance, who's not even doing anything. Like, they have been so able to hit on all these high, like picks and all these trades, and then filter in the back end with mediocre draft pick players. Like, Warner was a third round pick. They have like undrafted free agents balling out. Like, the, the 49ers are probably the model franchise in the league, them and the Eagles, like, as far as team management and team building wise.
0: Yeah, executive wise. I mean, John Lynch one of the best executives in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, 49ers win, they move on. They'll face the Cowboys. We we'll talked about that a little bit later with Mark. Uh, getting into Saturday, we actually I feel like talked about this a decent amount too, considering we were previewing the games. Uh, Bills, Dolphins, close game, maybe a little bit closer, maybe not as close as the score made it seem. Bills came out uh, firing and then kind of as you say, you put the car in neutral, uh, came back, but I'm not worried about this really impacting the bills. I'm like, Ooh, they don't look good because they've been in the playoffs before they've won in the playoffs before and they're playing against Skylar Thompson. So uh, I'm not worried about Buffalo. You know, this game was a lot closer than people anticipated.
2: Yeah. I think it's a classic case and you'll hear later when we talk with Mark, you know, you start a game up 17, should have been 21, nothing maybe. And you're playing a third string quarterback. It's really easy to kind of put the car as you mentioned in neutral and then It's hard to get back up and going again when a few things go wrong, which we talked about later. I have no worries. I love the Bills next week. You'll hear about it later, but I don't think there's Mm -hmm. anything to really draw from that game besides Mike McDaniel did a great job keeping them in that game. I think think, I've
0: also, I do want to say I've said this before, I think on this show, and I definitely know that I've vocalized this talking, maybe just at a bar or watching game. I'm like, Josh Allen is great, but I think he's going to make a big mistake to fuck them in the
2: playoffs. Yeah, he's got some Zach Wilson in him. I mentioned it later. I've mentioned in the past, I've said it to my friends and people have told me to go fuck myself, probably because I talk about Zach way too much and like find him into conversations, which is like, I don't know. He's like the Jets quarterback. I'm a Jets fan. Like it's, it's just sounds weirder because I'm like the only Jets fan around anywhere I ever am. And that's why it gets weird. But like, I don't know, like watching so much of Zach makes me remind like it reminds me of like yes josh allen's obviously a hundred million times better but like you can slowly see him making the bad play and you're like no 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 it's like watching a horror movie like don't go in there don't go in there oh my god he's gonna fucking go in there it's like just throw it out of bounds just throw it out of bounds oh he's gonna try and make the big play because he's always looking to break that back and like a lot of times it it works like bombs to stiff stefan Diggs or gabe davis are awesome but it's it's not always the smart move, and I think we could see that happening, especially against a team like the Chiefs. So that's I the always, only thing I really got from that
0: game. I always think back to – with Brock Purdy too. Brock Purdy had a horrible interception against Clemson last year in the bowl game, which was like only 12 months ago where the ball gets knocked back toward him and instead of catching it, he tries to bat it down and he just hits it directly into the air right to a linebacker. I don't care. Like I know you practice. People people change, but people don't really change. That That's the same guy as 12 months ago. I think back to Josh Allen's first playoff game where he ran for like 30 yards to like an overtime. And then just to tried, tried to pitch the ball. It's like that guy, he can only be suppressed for so long. Yeah. And if he gets desperate enough, he will revert back to his original form. And I'm waiting for that to happen. And it might be against the Bengals this week. It might be in Atlanta against the Chiefs. Or it might be in Phoenix against... Uh, The NFC, I don't want to jinx anything, but the NFC, uh, whoever represents them. At the link. At the link. (laughs) Yeah, 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 get get them at the link. Uh, But I just think that that bonehead play is coming. He makes so many great plays. He makes up for it. But in the playoffs, it's it's the splitting of hairs. And if you do something like that in the playoffs, that could be the difference between winning and losing. So,
2: yeah. Speaking of bonehead plays that didn't come back to bite anyone, I guess, was that Jacksonville LA game. I mean – we talk about Jacksonville a little bit later. We don't really get into L.A. So I guess the major takeaway from this game is what's your next step? I mean, it's it's already been covered to death, so we don't need to get into it. But I think you have to fire Brandon Staley. I think you look at the Mike Williams. I think I think you look at everything as a whole. Last year against the Raiders, that's like half of a Raiders team. And they're going forward on these really dumb fourth downs. And they're essentially they're playing not to lose, which what the Raiders should have done as, and as the Chargers, the more talented team blow the game in overtime. Then you're starting your players with nothing to gain. Mike Williams gets hurt. Then you have a 27, nothing lead and you pull the Kyle Shanahan from the Super Bowl, and you're snapping the ball with 30 seconds left on the play clock. Instead of running the clock down when it's you against the clock and you allow the Jaguars to go as a defensive coach, you allow them to do a complete 180 and score on every drive of the second half to come back and beat you. I I think you got to get rid of Staley. I think there's too many coaches nowadays that are immediately promoted from a coordinator to a head coach. Like he was a coordinator for one year and in, in LA and then got the Chargers job. I think you got to wait at least like I know like I, I'm all forgiving new like head coaches a new shot. I hate recycling old guys if you can avoid it, but. I mean, one year as a coordinator, like you need to get like a little more used to how to run a locker room, like how to make these big decisions, like almost like the politics of the game. Like I get going for every fourth down, like you're not like every other coach, but like you have to understand like how your decisions impact just more than one little thing. Like you're not playing Madden, you're handling 53 adult men that are professionals being paid. You have to learn like how to handle those things.
0: Yeah, so I think that that may have, would have already happened if it was going to happen. Since they I don't think it's going to. Got yeah, fired. They, yeah, they fired the baller. I think if you, the thing is, I always say, and like to think about is who are you going to get? Are you going to get someone who's better than him? NFL, it doesn't matter as much. Sean when, Payton. We talk about co- when we talk about college coaches, because with the whole base of the recruiting and the transfer portal, mm-hmm. uh, like when we talk about James Franklin, I'm like, if you fire him, you lose all these guys. You're not just firing him. You're firing your five-star lineman, your five-star yes. linebacker. So, But in the NFL, that's different. I think if you know that you can go get Sean Payton, which you I think Sean to. Payton loves a quarterback. You got Justin Justin Herbert, already one of the top quarterbacks in the league, and almost despite Brandon Staley, it seems like. The other jobs that Sean Payton's interviewed for, you have Russell Wilson, who I, who I think is the best quarterback out of the group, but has not looked good this year. Mm-hmm. Um, you got – he's already in – already lives in L.A., So that's like as much of factors that does or not, that's part of it. The other jobs are Indianapolis, no real quarterback, Carolina, no real quarterback, Houston, no real quarterback. Maybe you can go and get your guy at one or two. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: But I mean, if they fire him, they're gonna probably have to give up a pick to the Saints to get him. But I think that's where you go if you know you can get him. Maybe they know that they don't want to give anything up to get him. So they're waiting. Uh or giving Staley another chance because he did make the playoffs. But I think you got to at least start thinking about that and, and tossing that idea around a little bit.
2: Yeah. And speaking of moving on, I mean, that's pretty much biggest takeaway in the chargers game. What do you do if you're the Vikings, that roster got so expensive, the giants played out of their minds. We talk about the giants a lot later, so I don't really need to get into them, but if you're the Vikings here, you have Kirk cousins for at least another year. Are you trying to blow this up, stitch something together around Kirk and Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook for another year while like remaking the team in the background, similar like the Seahawks kind of did, or are you going all in again for another year, maybe two. And then if that doesn't work out, you blow the whole thing up and start a rebuild around Justin Jefferson and whatever else is on that roster.
0: I think you got to go for it. They're, I feel like they think that they're close. It's hard to blow up a team that's 13-4. And then if things go really bad and you're in like cap hell and then you get out with Kirk and if you're really, really bad, you either build around Jefferson or the hole that you would get for him, although he's probably one of the few guys in the league that would be untouchable. If in two years they win three games and they have a top five pick and he's got one year left on his contract – Maybe you get rid of him and you pick up like three or four first round picks or however much you're going to get for him and just turn that into to some, to some a longer rebuild. But no GM ever wants to rebuild, I don't think, because it's long and you really need a good ownership group to give you that leash. And after going 13-4, and four, I don't think the owner of the Vikings is calling uh, Kevin O'Connell into his office and saying, let's rebuild. This is first year coaching. Got me the three seed 13 and four in a division that like is wide open is theirs to lose next year.
2: Yeah, for the next couple years, maybe. Yeah, because the Packers seem to be fading away. I mean, I agree with you. I think you got to keep pushing your chips in. Uh Kirk Cousins is not the perfect quarterback, but as we're seeing with like Brock Purdy, Dak Prescott, like he's kind of in that range. I mean, throwing the ball short there is that's inexcusable that's even if you think your guy can beat. like i also will never understand this so like i am not a big video game guy i have not been for a while but i used to be huge into madden and ncaa football when i was a kid i i don't know if i'm a maybe i'm a genius maybe i am but every single time i was fourth or third down i would make sure to hit the audible hit the hot route and edit the route so every single player ran the fir- ran past the sticks there is no point unless it's to like christian mc even then there is no point in ever having a route short of the sticks on fourth down in the playoffs
1: well i think
0: my initial thought would be that if you've five receivers there things you get a little crowded someone might not be able to get open it could be to try to well that's their draw, job they, draw a you linebacker. you
2: get paid millions to design plays find a way that everyone yeah, so, no, so the, the best the, the play
0: design is to uh to, to maybe pull in a linebacker pull in a corner take his eyes somewhere but i think he's almost there not even as a passing option he shouldn't have even been on a look that's true
2: you never throw it yeah. short of the sticks at least If you know, like if Hawkinson's been your favorite target all game, Hawkinson can't be the one short of the sticks. You have to have guys like Debo or CMC. Yeah, they can be short of the sticks because they can make the move. But your 270-pound tight end is not the guy you want making the move to get to the sticks. You want him catching it at the sticks.
0: Yeah, but Vikings, I feel like people have been saying all year that they were not going to – they were people were saying they were gonna lose their first round playoff game since like week nine. And yeah, here we are, divisional round, Vikings are back at home, um watching like the rest of us. So
2: yeah. Into the and nightcap. that brings us to the nightcap of Ravens Bengals. I think the biggest question from this game, we talked about it earlier. Low man wins, don't go over, but I think the bigger question is surrounded around the guy who was taking that handoff going to the end zone what do you do if you're the Ravens is this Lamar relationship so broken that you just say, fuck it. You get the cap space. You take the extra first round picks. Maybe you try and convince the bears to give you a Justin Fields for one of those firsts or, and they take a quarterback. Do you stick with a Huntley? Do you sign someone else? Do you draft a quarterback in the first round? Maybe take some of that capital move up with the Ravens and get a Bryce young, a CJ Stroud. Like, What's your plan of attack from here if you're the Ravens? Because it seems like they're kind of stuck in the mud. Um, Well, I
0: think if they have Lamar, they win that game.
2: Oh, 100%. So, although
0: J.K. Dobbins said that, kind of a bad luck in the locker room to be saying that about your quarterback.
2: Well, that shows what the locker room might be thinking of him at this moment.
0: Yeah. But, I mean, it is a serious injury. RG3 came out and talked about it. Mm -hmm. Uh, You don't want to rush back. Happened. It literally RG3 was like the same thing, right? As a playoff game, or it was like a last yeah. game of the year, he playoff was playing when he probably C-Hop. shouldn't have been. And I mean, if you, I understand if you're a Raven fan, you're upset. Can anyone else blame Lamar? He's worried about this team won't pay him. They yeah. will not give him money, and they, and he's not fully healthy. And his job is to be healthy. He's not. What if he goes out there and gets hurt? Then he doesn't get paid. Oh yeah. And it's no, millions, hundreds of millions of dollars. I think that they they're just going to franchise tag him. Uh,
2: I, he's not playing on the out. franchise tag. He will not play. I'm. I agree with well, you. They will tag him. I don't think he's going to camp if they tag him.
0: Well, he'll play because he won't sit out for two years. Yeah, because they could. I think they're going to trade twice. him.
2: I think he's either going to Atlanta, New York, or yeah, Atlanta or New York.
0: Yeah, I don't know who's going to those team like. Maybe the Jets, if they can afford them, that would make the most sense to me. But Atlanta, like, they just drafted Ritter. They're still far away.
2: Um, I think the Atlanta, the selling point in Atlanta would be good offensive line, just drafted Pitts and um, London with those big frames because he's not, like, the most accurate passer. And he loves throwing over the middle. Would do really well probably in that um, Arthur Smith offense that, you know, like the Titans built around, you know, he had Mariota. He knows what to do with the running quarterback. I think that would be the idea in Atlanta. And they have all this capital because they've been bad for so long. But I think, see, as a Jets fan, I am so conflicted of what to do at quarterback that I have finally have accepted that whatever they end up doing, I am going to be – 50% 50% happy, 50% overthinking it, convince myself it's the right thing. And then by week eight, the next year, I'll either be like, well, shouldn't even gotten my hopes up, should have stayed spe- se- s- skeptical. skeptical.
0: Yep, yeah, you got yeah. it.
2: Yeah, I should have stayed skeptical or it's going to be week eight. I'm going to be like, wow, I can't believe I ever questioned if it was too much to give up three first for Lamar or a first for... Um, whoever it may be. So I don't know. I think, I think the whole Lamar thing is super interesting. Um, I think it's going to be a lot of fun to follow throughout the off season, but uh, as far as it goes with the Ravens, uh, if I'm then, I'm still trying to repair the relationship. I don't know if I want to give him all that money because he gets hurt so often guaranteed because uh, the Deshaun Watson contract kind of fucked everyone, but we'll see what happens there. Uh, I think that's the biggest takeaway. The as far as the Bengals, we talk about them later with their offensive line. They, they definitely have some holes to patch up in the next six days.
0: Yep, but they move on. They mm-hmm. survive in advance, like they've been doing the past couple of years. Joe Burrow, just he you knows how to get get shit done. Um, what's that bring us to?
2: That brings us to Monday night. Uh,
0: biggest thing uh, to come Bucks out of this are game. What you thought they were.
2: Yeah, the Bucks. Had a losing record for a reason in the worst division in football. And I think Tom Brady took his last snap as a buck, but I think he's going to play next year. He'll either be in Las Vegas or he'll be – I think the Raiders just make the most sense. I think you take a quarterback at seven, especially if Levis is there. You take Levis. He sits for a year behind Brady. Brady gets to throw to Hunter Renfro, which is the most perfect Brady slot receiver ever. Devonte Adams, who you know he had some great receivers in Tampa Bay, but that's probably his best receiver since Randy Moss. Defense is solid. You you re-sign Josh Jacobs. You hope there's enough there. Now, granted, I don't know if you want to be in Herbert and Mahomes' division, but with the three wildcard teams, I think you hope there's enough there that with a last place schedule you turn that team around to get them to the playoffs. And then you reunite with Daniels. You're in Vegas. Like every recently divorced dad loves to be you're in Vegas. And I think that's just, I think that's the most logical thing. I think Lamar going to Atlanta or New York makes sense. I think Brady going to Las Vegas makes sense. And then I think the Colts, the Texans, those guys drafting quarterbacks. I think that's the way the carousel ends up and, I think that's just that's just how it's going to go for the off season.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Brady probably done. They, they I mean they ran the ball 12 times and threw it 66 times like I get it's a negative game script but it wasn't negative from the. I guess it kind of was. They kind of went three and out every but they come out and they go incomplete 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 punt. I'm like what are we doing here?
2: Yeah, but- definitely like it it almost seemed helpless and I mean it's hard I, to say Tom Bowles was, is just, he, he's a bad yeah, coach. He can't coach. He was the Jets coach. He's a great defensive coordinator. He's a really good guy. He's loved in the locker room. He can't be a coach. And I think there's a lot of defensive guys that really struggle to be a head coach just because their mindset is so conservative. They have such little, I mean, Rex Ryan had a similar problem. Like they never developed Sanchez because they never had any interest in being a complete team. He wanted to run the ball 50 times a game, run a few play action passes, and then just, dominate on defense which that it's not modern day football like if you look at all these coaches who are still around they're all offensive guys yeah. so and then the bet and then I think what separates the good offensive guys from the great ones is who can hire the defensive coordinator and be like you take care of this I'm running yeah. my offense I am taking like I'm helping you scout personnel like because you know some of the d- offensive guys are great defensive scouts because they don't they don't have that ego to think like, oh, I can fix this guy. They're like, I would hate to play against this guy. So they help mm-hmm. in the scouting. But game day, weekly, they're like, you take care of the defense. I'm in my offense. I'm going to handle the locker room. But I, I don't know. I think that's the best way to handle it. So we'll see. Um, we'll see what happens there. But that's that's my major takeaways from this weekend. I think this weekend was kind of like the appetizer. Like we got a lot of football and mm-hmm. now comes like the good stuff. Like we're going to get the Eagles and the giants third time they're playing, you know, like divisional rivalry, like on a Saturday night, we're getting bills bangles. Finally, you know, thank God DeMar Hamlin's better now. Like that could have been really bad, but we're finally getting that matchup. The chiefs and the Jaguars. It's the early Saturday game for a reason, but still like that's Mahomes against like another young, exciting QB. And then to cap it all off, we get 49ers Cowboys, like one of the, probably the best uniform matchup in all of football. In the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. So much storied history, like Dan Quinn against um, his former OC uh, in um, fuck, Kyle Shanahan. It's, I mean, it's, it's going to be awesome. You know, back-to-back days, get whatever you need to do out of the, your, out of the, out of the way in the morning, then just rot on your couch, watch football. And then, you know, arguably the best weekend of football is uh, championship weekend, but I really love the divisional round, especially when we get to, you know, four pretty good matchups. I think there's two really good ones. And then two so-so ones, but yeah, still going to be a lot of fun.
0: Mm-hmm. For sure. So we'll get into previewing all those games next uh, with, with friend of the program now, Mark Feldman. So, pass it over. We'll, we'll do a little time travel here to Mark. We now like to welcome on very special guest from Bet Parks Casino, Mark Feldman. Welcome to Cooler Talk. How we doing?
3: Well, thank you for having me. I'm doing good, Colin Dom. I appreciate you guys having me on. Just want to be part of the cool kids talking it up. So. <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys i love it glad to be here So,
0: yeah so you a little introduction for the people we went to high school together that's our our connection but for um anyone doesn't know mark you went to arizona state right
3: that's right arizona state goes sun devils Forks and, up.
0: and uh where are you now and what do you do tell us a little bit about that
3: so i am uh currently working like you mentioned i'm uh, working for bet parks which is the online gaming Uh, and the online app for Parks Casino. So I'm like currently right now in the uh, in Parks Casino in Ben Salem. And what I do is I'm pretty much the my job title is social media coordinator for bed Parks. So I'm running the Twitter running the Instagram, and just doing a lot of content for them, either behind the scenes or on camera for bed parks. So making sure people know what's going on with the app. So for all you out there, download the bed parks app today. I got to Got to promote it real got quick out there. Yeah, got to plug. Don't worry, I'll plug it plenty of times today. Um, but yeah, so I'm just, and I'm doing sports, which we all love and why you guys, I know, do this podcast so we can talk about it. And yeah, it's really just doing sports betting content, a little bit of casino content as well, but mainly sports. And um, really, it's been, a, it's been a busy time. So it's been fun, which we'll get into. the The Phillies obviously had a great run. And now we have a football team getting ready to take place and have a game on Saturday. So it's good times here at Parks.
0: Yeah, I obviously follow, I see everything that you're doing. What goes into a good social media
3: post?
1: Wow. How do
0: we get, how do we go viral? How do we, how do we plug sports in the casino?
3: (laughs) If I knew the answer, I might be at a higher job right now. So (laughs) 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 that's a great question. And we're still figuring that out each and every day, but it's, it's just a lot of different things. It's about, I mean, just the basics about when you post and who's in the post, but beyond that, it's even more about what the content is. How it looks, how it's filmed, how you're talking about the content, if it's engaging, and it's really just about getting something where people want to talk about it and reshare it, and and that's what we're working on each and every day to get to get stuff going viral.
0: What's your? Do you have uh, any bangers? Anything do do big numbies?
3: Well, I wasn't in it, but we had a we had a video do pretty well. That was uh, we went down to the Eagles tailgate, and it was like a hurt so good video, the John Mellencamp song. So Classic. we we did that. We uh we had one of my one of my friends who also works here, Pat Malloy, shot by uh, Liam Turnbach and Matt Alba, and all, all the guys there really did a great job getting that video going. And um, it's something that got a lot of views. I, I don't even know the number right now, but it did pretty well. And, and people were fired up. You know, it was Jalen Hurst was in that MVP conversation, and we'll talk about that. Maybe he sh- should still be the MVP. But um, so those types of videos do well. It's We kind of have a balance of the analysis stuff, along with really having the videos that that kind of are more funny and cultural and, and things that are going on in, in the Philadelphia and beyond.
0: Now you also from following you, do you, you're involved with uh, the super, I believe, I guess the super fan would be the right way to classify him. Do you know what I'm talking about? The man with all the tattoos.
3: Rob Tumphy. Yeah. We, yeah, we work yeah. with him a little talk, bit. Talk about yeah. him because he's
0: all, <laughs> I'll get a picture of him up and share my screen while you're talking about him because he's,
3: you share a screen of Don. Yeah, I, I love Don. He's a great guy. He's, uh, yeah. I mean, you're going to pull him up if people don't know who we're talking about, but his name is Rob Dumpfy He's more known as, I just call him Philadelphia tattoo guy. You know, he's, he's always at the Eagles games at the Philadelphia sports events. Um, yeah, he, I think he went viral in 2019 at that Eagles Packers game when they were on the road and he was like in the front row and, and I think ABC or someone found him and just started doing content on him And we're very fortunate to have him for different videos. We do, uh, and stuff like that yeah let's see what you pull up there yeah there he is there that's, he is <laughs> yeah that's uh <laughs>
0: i mean the the uh the wherewithal to have the space to get gritty tattooed on there too because i'm sure he had some of these tattoos before yeah. the emergence of gritty he's he's he, awesome right
3: he's awesome actually some of the some of the guys i'm i'm sitting next to to liam right now and he just filmed with dumpy last night they uh, we're gonna have some content coming out they did a little like man went and got a Manny Petty. And talked about sports and stuff. And he's so funny. It's so stay tuned to that on the on the Bet Parks Twitter and Instagram. But it's so it's so so funny. Um, he's awesome to work with, and yeah, he's he's a he's a great guy.
0: Yeah. Um, he looks like he's from Delco. He's definitely got a thick accent.
3: <laughs> Absolutely, Philly through and through. But um
0: so you know what? It's a big weekend. Let's get into these some of these games. We'll go um, chronologically. Maybe we'll save the Eagles for the end, because I'm sure we'll have the most to say about that. Uh, so let's do it. starting NFL Saturday, we got the Jags and the Chiefs. Jags coming off a huge win, and Colin and I recapped some of the games earlier. Um, but but big game coming up. Trevor Lawrence gets that, that big comeback win after a bad first half. But do you think there's any way that they can slay the Giants that are the Chiefs?
3: Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I- I don't I really don't see a shot. Um, I'll be I mean, I think I think the Jags are very, very fortunate to be there. Of course, all the credit to Trevor Lawrence, no doubt he he absolutely deserves. He des- deserves the credit in that second half he he put on a show to bounce back from that first half was incredible. Um, I mean, what was it five turnovers for the Jags? So yeah, no four
0: receptions. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So I mean, all all the credit to him. But even if you go back to the Titans game when in that final week, like, let's be honest, if that fumble return or like, was it a pick six or a fumble return? It was a fumble,
1: yeah. Yeah. It's kind
3: of like f- a hit when he's thrown. Right. So if Malik, or not Malik, not Malik, well, Josh Dobbs. If he, if he doesn't get hit there, the Titans might win that game. So I, I'm a big Doug guy, of course, like he won, won me my only Super Bowl. So tip of the cap to, to Doug Peterson, but I don't see any shot. The chiefs, Mahomes and Doug are, are, and Andy are rested. I think they're they're ready to ready to prove doubters wrong. I think Mahomes is motivated, especially off that Cincinnati loss last year in the playoffs. Uh, I, I really don't see it being close. In, in all honesty, I think the Jags used up a lot of energy the last two weeks, uh, and, and I think the Chiefs are big. I, I we, maybe I don't know if you want to give our scores later, but I don't really see. It oh, but being you're
0: close. so you're laying you're laying the points.
3: Yeah, I think I am. I think I'm. I think I'm. Gonna, I might honestly like <laughs> I could see something like. 30 to 13 like like this the Chiefs get pressure too. They're second in the league and sacks behind uh, this team called the Eagles but it's uh I mean yeah I don't know what you guys think but I kind of think see blowout possibility
0: Parsh what do you think looking yeah I'd be surprised
3: if anyone thinks Jags are going to win this game outright but yeah
2: yeah I like um I uh I like two games that we'll get to later a lot more this week so, I was kind of, uh, you know, monitoring the lines, checking the movement, a little bit of a reverse line movement I saw go from nine and a half back down to eight and a half on this game, which is just something I kind of keep track of. So, it scared me a little bit, especially being in that like prime T spot. Like, you get that down to eight and a half. I mean, sorry, two and a half from eight and a half on a three teamer or two teamer pretty easily. So, I'm looking at the under. That's just like my. I don't know, like last game, went all the games last week, if it wasn't for a few extra points, would have went over. Seems like this is like something that opens right away. Like, I don't know, we could see like, I think the over under right now is around 47 and a half, maybe something around there. But it's like, I could see like, like you were saying, 31, 13, that goes under even like a a 24 seven goes under like I'm these two scores I just put out are both having the chiefs cover but I'm just more confident in you know avoiding that backdoor cover by Trevor Lawrence like similar to even last game if they lost they would have backdoored at the two and a half so just getting rid of all that potential and sticking with the under that's that's my best bet for that game
0: I kind of like the Jags to stay within the number. I feel like the Chiefs sometimes play with their food a little too much and can't mm-hmm. close, especially these big lines more than touchdown. The issue run you run into is you bet on the Jags. All of a sudden, it's fourteen 0 Chiefs, and you're playing from behind, trying to get back with back within that number. Um, so I don't know.
2: This game is like probably, I want to trade this game live. Uh, I'm not big on yeah, that. Just- <laughs> No, but,
0: whoever scores
2: first bet on the other team yeah yeah i mean bet parks has a 52
3: and a half for the over under so like even oh, even wow. that okay. i think yeah i think the under hits for sure like no matter mm-hmm. what book you're getting it at like i think it's if you you said it opened at 47 like anywhere between 47 and 53 I yeah that number could have over. been wrong i was just
2: pulling. Yeah. that might have been a different game honestly but i just remember that's, seeing that's it that once you get into the fifty-two and a half a half up there yeah, yeah um, I, I
3: totally agree I, I think under big time I mean, Arrowhead's going
2: to be a tough place to play. Trevor
0: Lawrence. But Trevor Lawrence. Um, he's played in big games. He's. He's one. He's. I don't know. Yeah, I think what? this could be. It's. I. would be shocked out of all the games. This would be the one where I would be the most surprised if um, a team, if there was an upset. Mm-hmm. Did you see, did um, so you see he's
3: undefeated on Saturdays. Yeah, he is exactly. undefeated on Saturdays. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> he literally doesn't um, lose one on last that.
0: week on a Saturday. Yeah. The only it's college insane. games he lost were what in the national Monday, championship yeah. On Mondays, Monday.
3: yeah. so maybe crack up like literally 37 and 0 on Saturday. It's just like that day. I guess he doesn't party enough on Friday nights to, yeah. to have one loss.
0: <laughs> no, definitely not. Although some of those Clemson schedules, you could you sleepwalk, hungover, <laughs> yeah. get your way through the yeah. Me and you could have
3: been up. on the uh Clemson <laughs> team, it might have might have still yeah. won.
0: I mean, they made, they made DJ Ungunglele look good for a little bit, and he's. He's uh, shipping out to Cornell. Pack twelve
3: school now, yeah, yeah, that pack twelve life. Um,
0: I guess the best way to do this maybe just stay in the AFC. Then Uh, I think this is going to be the most anticipated game of the weekend, the rematch from the game that was cut short a couple weeks ago. We had to wait a little bit longer, but we're finally getting Chiefs Bengals in Buffalo. Um, I mean the Bills have a team of destiny vibes with everything that's happened and. Demar Hamlin if he's in the building it's going to be insane but Joe Burrow has been incredible against the the Chiefs and he's been very good in the playoffs obviously last year but which way what do you when you see this game Mark what are your first thoughts
3: my first thoughts is is what you said. I think the Bills. This is. I think that Hamlin. The whole situation. I think it. I think sports does have. We always say like it's a storybook ending, and I. I don't know who, who I think is going to win the Super Bowl, but, I mean to go ahead. I do think the Bills come out of the AFC, meaning I think they they will beat the uh, Bengals this weekend. I think it's close though. I think these two teams are are really like really competitive and really are going to go back and forth. I just. I'm concerned about the Bengals offensive line and and the Bills pass rush. Even without Von Miller, what are they missing? Three guys now, uh, the mm-hmm. Bengals. I don't know if they've announced two, if any of them are officially out yet. As we we record this on Wednesday, but I think that I think that the Bills and Josh Allen, especially at home. I mean, honestly, if this game was in Cincinnati. I might could flip the other way, but in Buffalo, the, the whole DeMar Hamlin situation. I think Josh Allen, while Joe Burrow might be more consistent and Josh Allen could throw some picks, I think there is that extreme high upside with Josh Allen and he just can make so many plays running and throwing that That I like the Bills. Um, what, what do I think the score is going to be? Potentially, I don't know, maybe like I could see high scoring. I think the, the yeah, Bengals, I'm with yeah. There. I was going to say like something like 34-30, 34-31, like close, like coming down to the last minutes of the game. With the Bills pulling it out.
0: Yeah, I mean, honestly, both these teams struggled last week. Maybe almost a look-ahead spot. They were like anticipating this game, but
3: Solid the tape, Bengals,
0: yeah. the Bengals, go from almost being down seven, from well, six inches away from being down seven to being up seven. Why did he and, jump? Uh, you got to go under. <laughs> all, yeah, get low man wins. <laughs> but that oh, that flips see. the tide, and then you got uh, Skylar Thompson hanging. 31 and having the ball with a chance to win in buffalo uh so maybe a little bit of a look ahead i think they both bounce back like somebody has to win i think it is going to be a close game though, um and i would lean over even if this game's like 7-10 going into the fourth quarter we might get two guys that just score on every single drive and gabe davis goes off and and t higgins goes for a big play but that's what we've seen out of these teams like recently they just turn it on when they need to
2: yeah. Uh, I personally, the, so I, I mentioned earlier, I have two games. I really love this week. I love the bills. Um, I think like uh, Dom said, they kind of play with their food a little bit last week, backup quarterback, you go up, what was it? 17, nothing should have, could have been 21 if the guy got his feet down. Like one of those things where it's like, you kind of put that in against the third string quarterback, you kind of put the the car neutral and It's, you know, a few unfortunate things. They had the punt return, they had the tip pick. And next thing you know, you got to, you know, got to rev the engine back up. And I think they got caught in a weird game with that fumble six and everything. And I think people who don't really, you know, watch like the series of the game, instead, they're kind of focusing on final score and just like the fourth quarter. They're like, oh, wow, the Bills almost lost to a third string quarterback at home. Whereas, you know, that's a division opponent. so Similar to the uh, Ravens against the Bengals, I guess. Like, it's divisional opponent. You kind of get stuck in, like, a weird game script and a lot of things going on in Buffalo. I think they're going to be ready for this game. Josh Allen, obviously, he has – I'm a Jets fan, so sometimes I say he has a little Zach Wilson in him. He's just better at it. Like, yeah, just way as, better, though, you yeah. would take him in five seconds. <laughs> exactly. Like, he'll make some of those plays. Like, I, I bet on the Bills a decent amount. Obviously, not when they play the Jets, but – so I've had some of those moments where I'm like, why, why would you throw that? And then it reminds me of the team I watch every Sunday. So hopefully we don't get <laughs> any, as many moments like that this Sunday, but I love the bills. Everyone's on the Bengals For some reason, even though they both games kind of followed a similar script, like neither of them covered huge favorites against backups. People are somehow favoring the Bengals in this thinking like the bills are the ones that are coming off like a down game, but I think the Bengals offense has kind of stalled a little bit lately. Like they've started off a lot of games strong, kind of fizzled out like similar to last game and that offensive line, like Lyle Collins is out for the year. towards ACL. There's your right tackle. I believe the right guards out. And then Jonah Williams is week to week at left tackle. He left the last game. I mean, at some point Burrow needs some protection to let those guys get open. And I, I mean, I trust, I trust the bills coaching staff to, you know, scheme up some pressures like they did against Miami. So I love the bills. I've already bet at them on them at minus four and minus four and a half. And I put them in a uh, parlay with my other team. I love, even though I usually avoid parlays. So we'll, we'll get to that Ooh. one later, but yeah. Oh, you avoid parlays.
3: All right. We'll have to talk about that. You're yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably smart, <laughs> smart betting.
2: Yeah. Um,
0: I agree with you said counterpoint would be joke. Cool, Joe Schiesty. Yeah, um, this would be like if he went if they win this game, I mean, he'd be moved to five and one in the playoffs. Wins it uh, against Kansas City. Wins against like in Kansas City in Buffalo. Uh,
3: would that potential I mean, Bengals Chiefs game be in Kansas City though? Right, that yeah, Bengals, it's only Atlanta against
0: Buffalo. Yes. Okay. Correct. If it, if it is Buffalo, Kansas City, and Atlanta on that turf, I think there might be 100 <laughs> points scored. Yeah, you can't take
2: the under in that one. You, you can't oh, or gosh. else you hate fun. No. Uh, yeah. yeah. that's, that's a whole other soaring, discussion. But soaring yeah. through the stadium.
0: Um, so now we move teams. over to the, the NFC. Both these teams looked really good. Started the weekend, ended the weekend. So a little bit ex- extra rest for the 49ers as they take on the Cowboys at home. Cowboys heading out west um everyone seems to be to be on on the um on the 49ers just like win the super bowl make it to the super bowl Uh, i don't have as much confidence in brock purdy even though he's proven it to me i think they're going to find themselves in a close game uh but i don't think it's going to be this week i think that they they're probably talented enough to take care of dallas uh on the road dallas was their first road playoff win in like 30 years i think they said on the broadcast so the fact that I don't think they can, they can do it again against a team like San Francisco. That might also be my Philadelphia bias where I pick against the Cowboys every single week.
3: <laughs> See, that's what I was going to say. I really was going to be like, there's definitely some head talking. Like I think consider myself knowing sports, but there's definitely hard too. And Dallas making the conference championship is a, uh, is a no-go we can agree on that even Jets fans too no one likes the Cowboys yeah no from Dallas. Cowboys. Um, it seems
0: it seems a little far-fetched to imagine how they would get there but
3: yeah and, and I've always I've always had San Francisco in the conference championship and I'm not gonna like bait nothing from either team like of course Dallas played really well Tampa and that's a whole other discussion too with Tom Brady and what the hell he was doing in that game but yeah Dallas played well Dak uh, absolutely deserves credit but I think like I call him Mr. Relevant now instead of Mr. Irrelevant, mm-hmm. but he um like they're just so talented. Like most of his passes, like what was the one play to Debo? It was like a 10-yard pass, and he just goes. Like that's what they can do. And they're so talented. And getting Christian McCaffrey to that offense just makes them to a whole nother level and in such a new dynamic to be able to, to throw it to those skill guys and just hand it off to McCaffrey as well as in the screen game. Uh, and then the San Francisco defense probably having defensive player of the year in Nick Bosa. Um, so I think I also could see this game being kind of high scoring Dallas scores or points. They, they average a lot of points. There's, there's no doubt about that, but I think San Francisco at home, I, Dallas hasn't made a conference championship in 30 years. I don't think that starts this, this year. Uh, I don't think that changes this year. And and I would say like, like a 27, 21, like a 30, 24, something like that, where they probably win, by a possession or maybe a little less, but I do have San Francisco at home going to the conference NFC conference championship game.
2: Yeah, this is the other game. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, two games are really like this week, two games. I'm still like figuring out. I don't really know what exactly what to do with this game. Cause one of the uh, playoff, like, uh, and that we'll get to next game, but one of the playoff betting like principles I've had since I started back uh, end of high school was, if you're betting playoff football, always be wary of like the team that just had like their game of the year. And it's like, Oh, like every like common better, you know, I guess, I don't know. I'm closer to a common better than I am to a sharp better, but definitely (laughs) sharp. Yeah. Have some years under my belt here. So, and a lot of lost money to learn some lessons, I guess. But uh, I, uh, I don't know. I look at the, I look at the Cowboys on Monday night, obviously these are all Island games. So everyone's watching all of them, but you know, they look fantastic against what is a pretty bad team, but it's Tom Brady. So everyone's going in thinking, you know, well, oh, they dominated whatever, but then also first, first playoff game was Brock Purdy, you know, terrible in the first half didn't really matter. Cause the team's so talented, you know, lights out in the second half, like that, that one throw he had that set up the touchdown that kind of ripped the game open. I don't know against, against the right secondary that's yeah what's it, with Nick twitter going, going nuts day? about that throw? Yeah. <laughs> they're like freaking he was out like oh it. he got so it between pick. two guys it was like he threw it behind the guy <laughs> like oh, under through i don't know i mean yeah, i agree with you so i'm leaning dallas here but i think the matchup comes down to kyle H- kyle shanahan's the brightest offensive mind in the game right now arguably the brightest mind we've probably seen in a while, at least, on the offensive side of the football. And he used to be Dan Quinn's OC when they went to the Super Bowl. So he knows this defense inside and out. I was listening to uh, Richard Sherman on a podcast that they have, like, Shanahan will, like, the week of built-in, like, audibles for the line of scrimmage that, like, he'll be like, if you hear their middle linebacker say X, audible into this play because we'll have it perfectly set up for, like, a blind spot in their defense. like it's like, it's wild. I mean, the guy's obviously his dad is a hall of fame coach two super bowls. Like he, he was, he grew up on this shit. but I don't know. I think obviously we saw last year, Dallas couldn't get that spike off Shanahan out-schemed uh, Dan Quinn, but something about this year, I, the Cowboys seem almost like not like team of destiny because that's obviously the bills. And like, it's the Dallas Cowboys. Like you can't really have team of destiny when you're the most popular team in the country but like something about them like they've been so bad in the playoffs year after year like the majority of like our young adult lives that it seems like this year they could like weirdly piece something together where we get like an eagles cowboys nfc championship where it's like the third matchup of the year but the first one with both teams at not necessarily full strength because we got to see what happens with lane but where both teams will actually have their quarterbacks so I'm leaning Cowboys, definitely don't feel great about it, but uh and haven't made any picks officially yet on this game. But that's the one I'm leaning towards right now. I just think Dan Quinn's had enough reps against Shanahan that he can maybe get to a point where he's not getting completely out schemed. And that Dallas offense, I think, is just better under center than the San Francisco one.
0: I think Debo's gonna make Trayvon Diggs look silly. Uh, I think he stinks. I think he's literally one of the most overrated players in the entire league. He, You'll be watching Cowboy games and you'll be like, how is that guy so wide open? And you will see a pump fake and then Trayvon Diggs sprinting directly where the quarterback was looking. Uh, and the playoffs, it comes down to splitting hairs, and there's going to be a big mistake made in this game probably, and that's how it's going to get won. And it's going to either be by Brock Purdy or by the Cowboy defense and maybe with with the young quarterback, Mr. Relevant. As Mark uh, so aptly called him, maybe Diggs gets a little, a little bit of happy feet trying to jump her out, and you end up with Debo Samuel standing wide open in the end zone. I could see being close. Uh, are you concerned at all about the kicking game and the yips? We're watching this develop right before our eyes. Mark, we know about it with L. Foltz. We've seen the yips and Ben Simmons. Yeah. Like
3: you've yeah. seen guys, yip who just, city and this and brotherly love. You just <laughs> cannot
0: get things done uh, after being relatively consistent. So. Can you see that being an issue for missed extra points?
3: I mean, like, I guess, but in, in complete honesty, like, no, like I think I honestly think he's going to get it corrected. Like, like literally what is he doing at practice this week? Like he's going to kick 33 (laughs) yard field goals with a right hash and a left hash. Like he doesn't have to go to the weight room or maybe he does. It'll just kick in the net there. But um, yeah, I honestly like, yeah, I know that is a little bit of a talking point. I'm not sure. I haven't seen if the Cowboys have brought anyone in. I don't think they have. Um, so no, I do think-
0: Jerry Jones said, they're not going to, they, tr- they have faith in their guy.
3: Okay. Yeah. And I know Dax said that as well. And he was like, I had a bad game against Washington in week 18. So I don't think there's going to be any situation where there's like, it's coming down to Brett Maher missing another PAT or a field goal. I think he's going to be okay. I don't look at that as a huge issue, but I do like the point that Colin said about like, if you have your big win, like, like this is like, this is your, like, you kind of have your big win and then that's it. I think especially two days short rest as well. Like they're playing on six yeah. days, but the San Fran had eight days and Dallas, like everyone said Tampa was going to win or most people did. And we all looked dumb, including myself who said Tampa was going <laughs> to win, but like Dallas then has to travel across country. I think there's a lot of logistical things as well that, that set up for San Fran to win a close game, but definitely win in the end.
0: Here's a little piece of uh, content advice. Maybe you guys go out and attempt some extra points after Maher goes over for four. See if you can uh, knock one through, <laughs> get
3: yeah, your spikes it might- on go to a high school football field and kick some PATs. I feel like, I feel like the three of us each had five kicks. We at least all hit one.
2: Oh no, I, I was the, so I was the basketball captain, my senior high school. And they used to do a guest kicker Fridays before their games, like at, so we played off campus, like down at another place. But on campus, we had a turf field. They'd go through walkthrough and then they would invite like, so we would have like basketball practice, like preseasons. They're like, Oh, come kick. And I lined it up and drilled the center in the back of the head. And it was like, never ask me to do this again. I like, had never kicked before. All right, let's keep I it to hands and shooting. Yeah, so I was like,
0: <laughs> I looked like such an idiot.
2: They're like, you're the first kid not to get it over the line. And I was like, thanks, guys. That's like, tough. why'd you invite that's me? Um, oh, my gosh, that's funny.
0: Yeah, not to sidetrack, but Mark you used to report on a little high school football,
3: right? In yeah. Yeah, I report on a little high school football, Valley Christian High School. And a shout out if anyone somehow sees this, <laughs> um, yeah, probably not. But hey, you never know. I know this uh, pod's going places, and yeah, I did. I did a little bit of videography for it, and I did a little bit of print journalism for it. So it was good. It was the first kind of reps I got in in college to be covering sports and do the sports media, sports journalism thing. And, and
0: yeah, anything, yeah, crazy but, th- anything crazy? No, yeah, go uh, ahead, Parsh. Well, I was up?
2: gonna say. um, before we get into the birds game do you want to just do quickly how you got into bet parks and like so it sounds like you studied some sort of like media at Arizona State and then how it went from there
3: yeah so I I uh I graduated in four years with a with a degree in sports journalism so bachelor's of arts and um yeah I kind of always wanted to cover sports as Dom knows that was like all I talked about I it was either like sports friends or food like literally I think we didn't we we sat a l- lunch together a couple years and that was like oh yeah yeah it was like yeah literally we talked about like what was you the announced
0: lunch? the uh you were the announcer for the coaches versus cancer game yeah yeah, year.
3: yeah nice. I, that's a little yeah that was fun that was uh that was fun. And then we played one year. Not coaches were cancer, but we played a little Ooh, ninth. Oh, that was I ninth remember. grade. I'm getting my years messed up. Yeah, that and you, was. you,
0: wait, no, talk about that. That's like your, that's your one-shining <laughs> moment. You <laughs> one-shining moment. I'll set it up. I'll keep you humble. we. Right, we uh thank you. I'll set the scene. We're right. playing in uh, a little tournament. We had like our, our middle school teams broken out. Yeah. And me and Mark are on representing one of the teams. And we won our first game. So we got to play against the teachers. And it was a, a tight contest. And Mark, Mark, what, what happened down the stretch in, in a full gymnasium?
3: did it what honestly i don't even remember did i miss or did i hit a lamp, or i missed a no layup, no bro? no so we're, we're down
0: we're down and uh down two i think
3: yeah and, we were down
0: two or maybe down maybe down three and i think yeah mark feldman gets the ball kicked out puts up a three from steph curry range before curry was oh curry. did i airball it and no no money you you i don't know how you don't remember this i remember i, that.
1: <laughs>
2: I need a video of it
1: up,
0: and then uh, a, a, a steal the other end and Brian Stell hits the game winner.
3: Oh my gosh. I remember the Stella layup a little bit. You know what? I'm humble. We don't have to, you know, I'm a team player. I remember the game winning layups. Holly Kong remember, alumni. We're, Holly Kong, yeah. I remember, I, I think I had to guard like Mr. Bardo. Now we're getting into the weeds, but it's like, <laughs> I, I, that was a, that was a good time.
1: It was yeah. a tough matchup, tough size matchup. <laughs> yeah.
3: I need help. Someone had to, someone had to come double. In the yeah, post. But uh, <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> to make it full story. <laughs> um, yeah. So I graduated ASU last May. And uh, I was just looking for jobs. I was actually down in Florida living with my grandparents at the time, down in um, down in Florida, just looking for jobs. And my dad knew one of the attorneys here at Parks. And like they, I don't know if they had a case together, they like did some, uh, they did some like cases kind of in the same general field. And he he kind of put in a, a initial word to her like hey my son Mark is looking for jobs in sports and sports media and do you have any recommendations or any ideas and she was like you know what we're actually about to be launching this new which was going to be at the time the iGaming department and this new social interactive marketing group for bet parks or which was parks casino at the time to become bet parks and she was like have him send me an email give him my resume blah 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 and I I did that and it kind of just went from there, had a couple interviews and I started. I've been I've been here almost 17 months now. So wow,
2: August awesome. of 2021.
3: Well, yeah. So it's been it's been
2: great. So what do you what do you think? Um, because I was like, I went through, looked through some of the Instagram stuff like that. Oh, like oh, obviously Oh boy. No, no, no. It's awesome. <laughs> obviously, there's like what I would go through and see. What is like what what things about your job? Like, is it very media based? Like if it was, I guess, what it'd say, like, what is unique to about working for a sports book that is different from let's say if you worked for like the Sixers in social media and you were making these types of like small clips? Like, is there stuff in the weeds that you do day-to-day exclusive for a sports book? Yeah. I mean, it's really
3: like while like my job is like with media and we do a ton of content and stuff, like overarching, we are still considered like marketing. And like our whole goal is to get people to download the app and make bets. That's what like we want them yeah. to do. So like instead of maybe like you mentioned like the Sixers, if they you want if people on the social media team are just putting cool content so they can watch Joel Embiid or kind of market people or like the players or the coaches or mm-hmm. cool um, like fundraising things they're doing your charity, where we really stay. Wow, well, we want to do like fun content and cool content related to sports. The overarching goal is to make people download bed parks and, and bed. So that's always like our end game in mind. And that's what we're doing marketing to the people and the people that see our content to follow us and download the app.
2: Nice. So I've noticed, like, obviously I'm, I'm out in here in Illinois, Chicago, Illinois. So we've had Oh, nice, how's the legal- deep dish pizza. Uh, it's fine. It's <laughs> it's for tourists. It's not. Okay. It's not yeah, a, you're probably oh, sick of it after like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm originally from Connecticut, and okay. uh, I grew up going to like the casinos in Rhode Island, and then obviously, you know, people. You know, I had connections to people who would take my sports bets, but obviously, this new legal betting is a big booming thing, and I've uh, I went to Ohio State, so it's recently become legal in Ohio. A lot of podcasts I listen to, they're promoting. You know download this code get the free play we're about to this launch same game parlay oh awesome so yeah i was wondering is that like is there like some sort of algorithm where you guys because i i do a lot of research into this sports gambling is one of my like two hobbies besides sports watching <laughs> yeah. and uh, now <laughs> that sports sports playing is in uh let's just say that stopped like six years ago when i was 18 but um <laughs> it's like, I do a lot of research into this and yeah. saw that like, uh, for sports books, you know, parlays. And then there was another thing are are the most profitable things for the book. And then the least prof- profitable markets are like, um, season long futures unders on, um, like NFL player props. Cause so many guys get hurt. The unders hit at like a higher rate. So like, I've noticed a lot of the advertising done for sports books is like this random person made a 10 game, same game parlay, and now they want a million dollars. Do you guys have like some sort of algorithm where you push certain things that are more profitable for the sports book? Or is it kind of more up to you what you're putting out there content wise? So we like have weekly and
3: monthly meetings with like our risk and trade and like the other part of the marketing team that's like creating the promos and the boosts. And and we have meetings with them about like what's the most important promos that are upcoming in terms of one like what will people want to bet the most and two like of course yeah we want to make a profit like we would love <laughs> we would love you to bet and not win like, yeah exactly <laughs> I'm going that thanks for paying my salary <laughs> so like that's where it's kind of like we all like work together and like our job is like the last couple of steps to like make videos make podcasts make content that goes out to the people after all like the other departments have come up with the idea come up with the boost and the promos and all that and then we're putting it out to the people so like they pro- i like don't know the algorithm like on hand but they like all go through that and then talk to us about like sort of specific content that we should put out weekly and monthly
2: awesome thank you i really appreciate that yeah no problem
3: so- should we uh? Should we talk about some? All cards? right, we've we've teased yeah. it enough. Yeah.
2: <laughs> teased it enough.
0: Saturday Fired night, up. Eagles Giants, part three. Similar uh, to what we said earlier. Last time these teams played, they didn't have their quarterback. But this will be Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts third start against the Giants in his last four starts. His last four starts yeah. will be Giants Bears Giants Giants. So he's familiar with the defense. Equally, the defense is familiar with him. Although we looked a little limited on. Um, on week 18, that game trying to preserve the shoulder. Mark, you're you're deep in touch with Philadelphia. You're deep in touch in the sports book and casino. What is the overall vibe? I know who your pick is going to be. So how are we feeling overall, and what's the vibe, and how are the Eagles going to win this game?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think the vibe is overall confident. I think, obviously, I think overall most people either wanted to play the Seahawks or the Giants, and we got one of those two teams to play them. I think that it's going to be, I think it's going to cease. Now some people could see, could say blowout, but I actually think it's going to be a little closer than people think. Um, I like, I think this is going to be kind of a bills Miami game or a Bengals Ravens game. And I think like the giants, knowing us, us, knowing the giants hurts not on the injury injury report this week, but also I still don't think he's a hundred percent, even though they're not going to list it. Um, they'll run the full playbook, but he's still only played once in 38 days it is or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I think it's going to be a close game. I think, I think the X factor is Goddard. I think that Ooh. there's, yeah, I think there, I think the birds are going to look to throw up the middle and up the seam a lot. I think that the number one target, the giants are going to stop is AJ Brown. Now AJ will still get his, he's that good, but mm-hmm. I think Goddard has a big, big game. I'm thinking over a hundred yards with a touchdown. Ooh. And I think that it's going to be something where, the Eagles are scoring a lot of points with running backs and tight ends. I That's kind of what I'm leaning towards, like the how they win. And then on the defensive side, they got to get pass rush. They led the league. They were, what, third all-time in sacks with mm-hmm. 72, I think it was, only a couple behind yeah. the yeah. – I forget the year, but the Bears that year. Um, and I think that they're the really going to – 85
2: gonna, Bears. Yeah,
3: was it the 85 Bears? I knew. Yeah, I forgot if it was 85. That's, yeah, like one of the best defenses ever. So if you're even in the same realm of discussion – in terms of getting pressure and sacks like that's a tip of the cap to Jonathan Gannon. I know he's not white here in Philadelphia at all, but it's going to be that front four. They're going to have to get pressure and then you're going to need one or two big plays from a big play slay or Bradbury or Chauncey Gardner Johnson on the back end. And if you can do that, I think, I think the Eagles win.
0: We saw the uh, AJ Brown revenge game earlier. I think even though we've played the giants, this might be time for for the Bradbury redemption tour.
3: You thinking a little, little pick for Bradbury? Him maybe. and Slate haven't We're, played that well. He's going to get
0: active. I think we got to contain uh, Daniel Jones on his feet, uh, maybe force a turnover. He's been great at not turning the ball over. So uh, if we can get ahead, the Giants don't strike me as a team. That is great for, as playing from behind. So I agree. if the Eagles can, can get on top early, uh, I think we'll be in good shape. But not overlooking anybody. Playoffs, you can be favored by a million. It's still going to be a little nerve-wracking.
3: Oh, it'll be so nerve wracking because this yeah, is one of the We have to win, and got like, to. We have to season, win, and I mean, the pressure's on.
0: If you said divisional round before the year started, you'd say good year, but now a loss would be a, a horrible end to the season. So I don't know we how you feel to talk about, it. A, talk about it. Don't even talk about it.
2: Neutral, please. Who, who
0: do you like? Who do you like here as a neutral neutral party?
2: Uh, so I love the Eagles. This is my other bet of the week. Um, as I said earlier. Got to be real wary of these teams coming off like their biggest game of the season. Uh, And I love the Goddard comment because Hawkinson was kind of the guy keeping the Vikings alive last week with so much uh, attention paid to Justin Jefferson. I see a similar game plan with taking out AJ Brown and Goddard, the running backs. I mean, Uh, I wouldn't say I'm completely unbiased because uh, as long as Lane Johnson's still out, we got my high school teammate Jack Driscoll starting at tackle, which would love to see him make a run, get a ring. Really? uh, Yeah, we played basketball together in high school. So did he just dominate or no? Yeah, he was actually he in high school he was a better basketball player than a football player. Um, Just at the time, he developed a ton, went to UMass, then Auburn, then Eagles. So. Great, great player. I mean, he was all conference basketball. We were we were real good when we had him. He was a monster, but uh, awesome kid too. Uh, not a, couldn't be a better guy. Do, uh, dominating, I guess, for like for where he came from. Uh, for right now, starting for a Super Bowl contender. But um, yeah, I mean, I love the matchup, and I think the Eagles, like Daniel Jones, like I mean, Daybulls coached his ass off this year. He's coach of the year for sure. Um, done a great job, but. I think Sirianni and his staff having seen Jones at his bottom and then this year at his peak, obviously he only started one of the two games, but still plenty of film on him and playing common opponents being in the division. I think that gives them a leg up to see like, all right, where where are the holes that we can exploit from years past that we can bring back down to earth in this game, especially after, you know, the Vikings are the Vikings are the Vikings. Like we saw this coming all year. I thought they were going to make it past round one, barely maybe like a three point win and then get exposed in round two. But I think instead the giants are going to fall on that sword and it's been a great year. I don't think any giants fans should be disappointed. Um, But I think the Eagles really show reassert themselves after, you know, some injuries and a little bit of up and down play there to end the season. I think they reassert themselves as the favorites in the NFC this, uh, this Saturday.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so all in the Eagles. Hopefully you get to a conference championship game and a Super Bowl and maybe we get another parade down Broad Street. Super Bowl's in Arizona this year. No, look at that yes, connection.
3: Okay.
0: So, um, good vibes. So we're almost at 6.30. I know, Mark, you got to go, but I would be remiss. I had some people. I talked to them about what we need to do. I said I had a surprise. See, now, if you went to high school with Mark, you'd know that uh, – you were an aspiring sports announcer, I would say. If you asked me in high school where I thought you'd oh, end boy. up, that's what I'd say. So I got. We're here, working on it. We're just, working on it.
3: This is the stepping stone, first step. Yeah. yeah <laughs> yes, so sir. Uh, so oh, for the
0: podcast listeners, I got a couple plays here. I'm going to share my screen. So it's going to be no noise, and you're going to have to announce the play. <laughs> so, Don, no, you, that's fucking gonna, hilarious. Get, you're <laughs> going to get animated here. I got a couple queued most up. Is like so a hot most dog eating contest? Yeah, most of them. <laughs> Most of our listeners are on the podcast, so they won't be able to see the play, so This is going to be radio. I'm not going to say what the play is before you. Just going to have to lock in and let uh, let Mark uh, take over. Am so. I going to know who the
3: players are? Or? All right, just go yeah, ahead, yeah, yeah. Out. You'll know. You'll know the play. You'll
0: know right. the Oh boy! Are you, can you see this? <laughs> yeah, it's a little okay, blurry. Do you but to, I know do what you what play the play. Give us a give us a little yeah. like down down distance situation, and then I'll, I'll run it. <laughs>
3: all right let me get in the zone here we go okay not not Al Michaels who I think called this game or uh but, but Mark <laughs> Feldman oh man you can hear the 12th man in Seattle second and 10 343 to go Seahawks 34 Saints 30 oh my who's that Hasselback? is that Hasselback in, <laughs> in single set handoff Lynch Marshawn Lynch Lynch looks like he's going to get stopped. No, breaking three. Marshawn Lynch down to the 40. Step on at the 35. Are you kidding me? Lynch 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown. Marshawn Lynch beast mode. Are you bleeping me? What
2: a play. (laughs) Touchdown Seahawks.
3: They're up two scores.
2: That was awesome. Beautiful.
0: I (laughs) thought. I like, I have, wait, i'll have do i got another one that i know yeah. is a, a play that means that is near and dear to your heart um <laughs>
2: uh, uh, oh man this one cost me so one. much money uh, uh did it yeah
3: i will set the scene this is uh yeah we'll get coming down
0: yeah we'll go down we'll go back a little bit to get the uh the little build up here
3: oh uh, no should i do this as a villanova radio announcer or neutral <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, you're, you're, Villano, you're Villanova here. Oh, my uh, Villanova. Right, so uh, we we played it. We go
0: back, we'll um, go back to the Josh Hart free throw.
3: Josh Hart throw. To, this, to set the scene. Oh, man. I remember coming in the East the next day. That was insane. And, All right, you ready? Yeah, we can do it. And Hart hits the free throw. Villanova up three, 13 and a half seconds to go. I forget who that guy is. Has the ball. I forget his name.
2: Joel oh Berry, Joel Berry. Joel
3: Berry, yes. <laughs> Over to Marcus Page. Page for the tie. Got it. Oh my, Marcus Page drills the three. We're tied with 4.7 seconds to go. You gotta be kidding me. Ochefu dove Udova, the ball, he didn't get it. And North Carolina's
2: tied it up
0: i mean that's an unbelievable shot by marcus page that's <laughs> special the double clutch i mean michael jordan in the building loving it roy williams loving it but we're gonna have 4.7 seconds oh,
3: left here for, for the wildcats what did jim nance do he was like he was like no Archie, tom if you were villanova what would you do
0: i don't know you gotta be thinking archie diakina
3: <laughs> All right, Jenkins inbound. Archie Diacco screen by Ochefu. Archie Diacco swing
1: Jenkins for the win! Bam! <laughs> oh, Jenkins hits it for the championship! Wow, <laughs>
3: Villanova is the 2016 national champions. Improbable, incredible.
1: <laughs> These, oh, uh, yeah, Mark, game. I'd say what Villanova's
0: probably. Who do you rank? Well, this what? is six thirty, so this will be the last question. We we've talked about this before. Rank your, can you give us your ranking of your teams for your uh, where your fandom lies? Who's number one yeah. for you, all the way down to like teams that you really that that get you up and going in the morning?
3: So like people that know me know like like I love the Flyers, man, and I love hockey, but Eagles it's still football, so I'll say that's number one. Flyers like a high number two, like they're close to number one. Like big win last night for the Fly guys, five two. We won't ask ducks, about
0: Ivan Provorov.
3: Yeah, yeah, Provorov, that was bad. Yeah, all I can say is that was that was messed up. What Provorov would did. Would you have
0: worn? Would you have worn the shirt? Yeah,
3: of course. Uh,
0: okay. Like, good, okay. Good.
3: Like, good yeah, answer. of course I would have won the shirt, and we don't have to get into it with all the politics and stuff. But like, even <laughs> if like, even if I guess I'm getting into it for five seconds. Like, even if you, <laughs> even if you don't believe like, like that's like a whole separate thing. But even you have the right to do what you want. Sometimes like the cause is bigger than an individual person. Put it on for 15 minutes, dude. Like, and now instead of talking about the 5-2 win, which I would love to talk about as a fan, like we're talking about all that. But yeah, yeah. so Flyers number two, probably Phillies number three, Sixers four. Well, actually see, if we're including college though, like I don't yeah, know. where's don't Villanova
0: for dinner? Probably into
3: this. Villanova basketball might be. I would say Villanova basketball and the Phillies are tied. Sixers five, Penn State football six. Nice. And I always joke with people, though, like my number six is probably bigger than most people's one. Like mm-hmm. I watched the entire Rose Bowl. Like I watched yeah. the Penn State's game. Like, and that's my number six. Like I know they just who, who who's coming back today. Lambert Smith announced he's coming back. Like that's a that's big, I think. So, like, it's Cephas, funny. When I, what's that?
0: A little Kent State transfer. Uh, Deontay I, Cephas, saw that. Wide yeah, receiver.
3: I like the UNC transfer that they got as a cornerback. What's his name? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, we got the kid from
0: Oregon, Storm Duck. Great. Oh, yeah. oh, I'm sorry, not
3: UNC. Yeah, yeah. Oregon. That's yeah, I played so in so that
0: probably. game though. UNC yeah. played
3: Oregon, so it's probably yeah. that's what. It, yeah, what it was. But so yeah, that's probably my order. But as I like I said, number six, I still watch everything. I try to watch Big Sixers win last night, so I'm up on it all. It was Embiid was crazy, but yeah. well, let's let's keep it to football. I know it's a big divisional weekend. <laughs> You'll have yeah. to have me on for uh for maybe opening day or something.
0: Yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh would say March Mountains, but Villanova might not Ooh. make the probably no, won't make the tournament.
2: Not yeah. make the tournament. <laughs> maybe maybe the NBA draft, Cam Whitmore lottery pick. Yeah. Man,
3: Whitmore's a beast. It's a shame he's gonna not even make the tourney, but mm-hmm. that's uh that's a different story for a different day. Yeah. But yeah, so um, I it's I'm glad you had me do a little announcing. It got me fired up. I was uh, I know got the juices. Good. Flying, I got the juices but- going, yeah.
0: <laughs> all right uh we don't want to keep you too long so i guess last last question uh you want to pl- plug your your socials where can people find you if they want to catch some of this this sports content
3: yeah absolutely well because i'm selfish so individually you can follow me on twitter at mark feldman 14 m-a-r-k-f-e-l-d-m-a-n 14 you can follow me on instagram at mark underscore feldman 99 on instagram Find me on LinkedIn, uh, Facebook. I post myself. <laughs> hey, I don't know who's gonna listen to this. I know it's probably our demographic. But, but you, if- the
0: announcement as uh <laughs> Jim Nance that yeah, he's retiring soon.
3: If any parents listen to this, I'm on Facebook too. So you can uh you <laughs> can follow me there. And then yeah, follow us on Bet Parks at Bet Parks on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok. So follow us on the talk. We got some cool stuff. Follow us on the gram. So follow us there. My stuff, Bet Parks is stuff download the bed parks app. If you're interested looking for a new sports betting site, you want to put some, uh, shekels on something, download bed parks. And, uh, I'm loving it here. And what a great time to be a Philadelphia sports fan and a sports fan in general.
0: Hell yeah. We really appreciate you, Mark. I'm sure we'll have you on. We'll have you back on soon, but thanks for your time.
3: Yeah. Thanks, Colin. Thanks, Tom. Appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah, definitely have me back. I would love to come on. This was great. And, uh, fly Eagles, fly, go birds.
0: Fly Eagles, fly, go birds, go birds, baby. Thank you.